Hello everybody, welcome back. This is the Nonsense Podcast. This is episode 26 featuring Zachary Reynolds and Ben Turley from a fantastic band out of the UK called Joy in Blue. In this episode, we talk about their formation. Uh, They had a pretty unique formation in that they formed in college and were able to get a lot of their recording out of the way and build up the band as they were still attending university, which I think is impressive in and of itself. Um, Not only that, but they just released Old Roads and Places. These are two singles, I think, that are coming up on an EP eventually for them. Um, If you haven't listened to it, go stream it right now. Uh, It's available on all major streaming platforms. Again, that is Old Roads and Places are those two songs. Um, Additionally, we also talk about uh, Kemper's and uh, the advent that is the Kemper. (laughs) And uh, we talk about recording, what some of their uh, visions for the future, talk a little bit of My Chemical Romance, talk some concerts that we were interested in going to and concerts that we've gone to in the past. And then, as always, at the end, we do uh, some band shout-outs. So if you like this episode, I would recommend subscribing on Spotify or Apple Music, whichever you uh, stream it on. We're also on a few other platforms as well. And uh, we also have the Nonsense Podcast Instagram. That's at Nonsense Pod. You can follow us for a little bit of content, maybe a little bit of behind the scenes. Um, we're building that up as we speak. So uh, if you enjoy the episode, go listen to the other ones and uh, go stream Joy in Blue. Enjoy the episode, and we'll see you next week. appreciate you guys joining me today um like i was saying to zach you guys are the second uk band i've had the opportunity to interview um and i'm slowly trying to get like the the lay of the land at least for the scene and like you know pop punk and emo out there um so oh there you go i can see you now nice. and um yeah i'm just uh you know i've been trying to learn as much as i can because i, th- I think it's as you know similar as our the genre is you know, pretty much anywhere you go, you can find bands that, you know, share a lot of same qualities, but um, it, it just operates differently from place to place and even city to city, too. Um, we've had the opportunity on this podcast to interview um, people from the Midwest, people from the West Coast in uh, the States. And so I, I guess just to kick things off, I wanted to know what makes your scene in Northampton, you know, unique. What's what's different about it? Well, so we're based in the south coast on um in um uh, Portsmouth. Oh, okay. that's where we all go at university. Yeah. And um, scene wise, like there's not. I don't. Well, I mean, I don't want to come out and say like there's no scenes. Obviously, there's local shows and stuff, but I don't think it's um it's as big as other places in the UK. Because like where I'm from in um Northampton, there was a big metal scene and other stuff like that. So then okay. when I went to Portsmouth, I was expecting there to be like some really big local scene and. It's not huge. I think um, yeah, there's a few pretty big bands from there. In terms of like a pop punk emo scene, I don't really think there's much going on. I think it's mainly in um, Southampton. There's a lot of cool pop punk and emo bands. Um, yeah. There's a lot of metal bands. It's like oh, much more metal sort of emo and pop punk, I think. Are there there's any... Yeah, bands. go ahead, Ben. 
Yeah, so I was saying, there's a lot of indie as well going around. So I think, especially in Portsmouth, there's not much of a demographic for heavier music. Um, but sort of, as, as I said, you go further out into Southampton and Brighton, and there's, there's more of a diverse scene um, for sure. Yeah. Nice, nice. So that leads into my next question. Um, tell me about Joy and Blue. What what makes you guys unique? Um, you know, what is your defining quality? It's probably a bit of Zach on guitar, to be honest. Yeah, yeah I guess um, sort of. Uh, I like to think we kind of. Um, so I'm a big fan of like Midwest emo sort of stuff. Okay. Like, um, yeah, I'm a big fan of that kind of scene. So I who do you, who do you listen to? Um, Charmer are probably my favorite band from the Midwest at the moment. Um, I'm not sure if you've heard of them. No, I actually I'd haven't. Like, such a sick band, they're so awesome. But there's all sorts of bands like um, um, uh, like um, um, uh, Brave Birds, all my favorite bands. Uh, Marietta, really cool. Um, modern baseball, obviously, like you know, all yeah. those kind of bands. And um, so I really like that kind of emo. And yeah, I, I don't know. I just think we kind of do all things emo, I guess. We just kind of try and pull all emo, all sad emo music and make one big sad melting pot of angst, I'd say. <laughs> well, I would, I would definitely story. recommend, um, we just interviewed a band called The Safest Ledge. Um, oh, I think I'm friends with one of them. Oh, yeah? They, yeah, they're on the, the pop punk net, networking group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I found so many bands. They are... <laughs> Yeah, they're a spectacular band. We just talked to them, but they're, they're another one of those, um, you know, groups out of the Midwest emo scene that's just flourishing right now. And um, I, th- I think you guys, uh, you know, have share some uh, qualities across that. But uh, Ben, I would like to get your perspective on, you know, what makes Joy and Blue unique. Um, I think it's we, we've all got. Um pretty diverse ranges of music we, we all sort of overlap in sort of the emo and uh you know heavier categories but you know we've got charlie our bassist he's really into sort of uh, jazzy stuff and um okay sonic youth things like this um and so we and as we're, we're always writing together for the most part um you know three or four of us uh so there's all the influences from different areas i think it gives it a bit of a slightly unique sounds in the genre just because we're you know pulling from different places individually um i think yeah just sort of tone zach gets on his kemper is uh is really great hey so, you're part of kemper nation okay yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. our our guitarist avery of uh what makes sense he lives and dies by his kemper he just got like um the foot foot pedal for it he's he's uh hanging out with like he's building his rack up to get in-ears for it and you know he's got (laughs) the whole thing he's got it in the gator case you know (laughs) it's so good like you know because before i got it i heard all these things about how amazing it was and then i got it and i got all these different like uh, tone packs and stuff and it is honestly just unreal it's so good so for anybody listening to this episode who doesn't know what a kemper is I'm going to try my best to explain it, but Zach, you might be able to do a little bit better. Um, Kemper is a profiler, so what you can do is you can pull from different sounds that you, you know, have used in the past, or, you know, you can customize it. There's also tone packs that you can buy, and um, it's all saved, basically, on this 
I would say massive hard drive <laughs> that this thing is, and you can um, you know swap and toggle through all these different uh, profiles of sounds to get what you want. And some artists will actually um, you know make their own and like share it with fans, so you can be like, hey, you can use the you know let's say the story so far you know sound. Like uh, we have uh, our guitarist you know saved one of the profiles like as our band name, so that you know he if he's playing a show he knows he could use that, but. I don't know. How did I do? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's basically yeah, that's what it is, isn't it? It's sort of, um, yeah, you just, like, you can record an amp sound and make, like, a profile. It's something you can whack on the camera and you can go and buy them, you know, that someone else has made as well. Yeah. That, that shit blows my mind. It's, it's a long way from, like, I had friends who would, you know, take, like, a Sharpie and just kind of, like, mark on their amp, like, where, where this <laughs> level needs yeah. to be or, like, on your pedals, exactly. too. Yeah. And then, like, always in transportation, you know, you're, like, picking your, you know, amp head up, and you're turning the knobs, and you're like, fuck, what did I set it to? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. one of the good things about it, I think, is you can go, and you can play in any venue or anything, and you'll always have the same sound as well. Because, you know, you can run it through, like, um, front of house. Yeah, you can just DI it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So great. That's insane. I was just looking at, because um, I'm a bassist, and I was just looking at amp heads, and um, I saw for one of the orange ones, you could just DI it uh, right out of the head. And the head's like, it's the Tiny Terror one. It's like this oh, yeah. big. And um, yeah. No, no, yeah, the people listening to this are like, how big is it? It's it's literally tiny. It's, you know, you could fit in your, in your palms. It's crazy. But, yeah, I, I'm still, I'm very new to, like, the whole technology game um you know is this something that were you always kind of like the pedal board guy no no i never was i was always just um uh i just had like uh i just had like a head in the cab and i was okay. straight into it and just used like the clean tones and the, the distorted tone and stuff but then it. when i went to uni there was a guy who was in that band who was super into music tech who's now no longer in the band and then he put me into music tech and i sort of started thinking yeah i really want a camper that's where that came from, really. It was never it's, a big it's great for shows, man. It's great to bring around. Um, you know, where do you guys... Actually, yeah, to that point, where do you guys play out? Um, obviously, you know, uh, pre-COVID times, but what were some of the venues that you guys would frequent and how much traveling did you do? I mean, we, we never got that much of an opportunity to, unfortunately. We, um, we sort of spent a bit of time waiting for a drummer, uh, it's always a pain to yeah, find a job. Yeah, I know. But, uh, yeah, it took us about well, over a year. Um, and then when we did find one, uh, we got Old Roads uh, recorded and we were pretty much ready to, to gig and we had stuff lined up and then COVID uh, hit, so it was all shut down. So um, we only managed to play one gig so far, I think. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We played one show ages ago. Where was it? This is uh, Brighton, um, sort of a local little festival. Oh, that's um, awesome, man. Uh, what, what was the name of the festival? Uh, um, I think Quiet it was, Minds? Uh, yeah, Quiet Minds Festival, I think it was called. Yeah. And it was, um, yeah. do you know um, uh, Frank Carter and the Rattlesnakes? No, that's a sick name, oh, well. though. But yeah, well, so it had that guy's brother <laughs> was in the, uh, was in the, <laughs> So uh, yeah, <laughs> you said Frank Carter and the Rattlesnakes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, I'm yeah, writing that name down. 
They sound like a uh, like a like a fifties. Um, what's that rockabilly group? <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure because I don't really listen to them. Like, what kind of music? Are I mean, they? Like, well, because Frank Carl was in a hardcore band before he was in Frank Carl. Yeah, band. yeah. I mean, their their first album is pretty hardcore. Uh, it's not that. It's not super insane, but it's pretty pretty out there. And then it calms down. The second album is sort of a mix between some more like. I don't know, alt rock, indie rock type stuff. And then there's third ones full on like chill tunes more or less. <laughs> it sounds like a big like he's a big deal where you're like, oh, that's his brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I definitely gotta uh throw those down in the portfolio and give them a listen. Um yeah. but Hey, I wanted to ask you guys about your music. Um, obviously, you know, that's why you guys are coming on today, right? Um, so Old Roads, you guys just dropped that in May, in you know, which seems not that long ago. And it, it's been doing well. Uh, I, I looked at the streams and you guys are killing it right now. Congrats. Thanks, man. Yeah. Cheers. So, yeah, uh, yeah tell, me, tell me a little bit about that song. When did you record it? Um, you know, was it released... Because you guys released it in the middle of this uh, pandemic. Was there any plan to, you know, release it earlier or later? Well, so that song was actually quite old. That song at this point is going on it's probably three year. years old because we wrote it, um, we wrote it uh, at the start of our second year of university and I've now graduated. And okay. so, uh, in a, yeah, so we wrote that song ages ago and we... Um, we didn't want to release it because we were like, there's no point releasing it until we've got a drummer and we can play shows. So we sat on it for ages and, uh, and then we went and got it mixed um, by the guitarist from Loathe. Um, and uh, we were super happy with it, but then we still didn't want to release it because our drummer, basically as soon as we recorded it, he left. Oh. So yeah, so that was great. So then we waited about a year and we finally got a drum and everything. It was all sorted. So we thought we'd release it to do with shows and stuff so we could kind of be like oh yeah you know we just put this new single out go check it out the shows then uh, covid happened and we just thought no one's got anything to do so might as well try and chuck the song out and you know since no one's at work they can yeah. sit around and listen yeah. to to this song was, ben did you write the lyrics for it um i wouldn't at this point i wouldn't be able to tell you what i wrote for it um i think we generally write a lot of the lyrics together okay um so probably most verses are at least two of us have written it and you know we all we all kind of sit around and butt in and change up words and phrasing um so i i think my mainly would have written the melodies um and then sort of with collaboration um and then lyrics collaborated probably you know pr pretty evenly um and that's generally the case for for most of our, our tracks, I think. That's pretty cool. That's a unique approach. I know it's the, the onus of it usually falls on the lead singer because it's like, oh, you're, you're the one singing the words. You know, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. you got to write it. But um, that, that's, that's interesting. That, has it always been that way with you guys? I'm, I'm sure you have more songs in your back pocket. Yeah, I think for, for the most part, it's quite rare that one of us writes an entire song um I, I don't think we've ever one of us has written an entire song and that's been what we've played um it's usually you know i've got this this cool lyric or this cool 
melody or riff or, or whatever it is and um we just sort of sit around together and, and build off it play together um and i think that just works best for us because you know when when you're in the the zone for it it just kind of writes itself makes life <laughs> yeah yeah so where do you guys go to write your songs do you have a practice space that you meet up at um well it's it's usually either um one of our houses um I think both myself and Zach um, have reasonable sort of home studios that are good enough for, for demos. Um, oh, hell yeah. And, yeah, we've got decent enough room for us all to fit in. Um, so, yeah, that's normally where, where we hang out. Hey, um, that's, yeah, that's not bad. That's good having um, access to something like that, especially, you know, I'm sure as you've learned nowadays where yeah. <laughs> you need to be remote. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, sure. well, we also have the. I, I study music and sound technology at university, um, so we have access to studios as well, which is nice for recording old roads, you know, properly, some uh, decent equipment, um, and it's free as well. So Just, you rec- you recorded old roads at your university? Yes, yeah, that's amazing. So um, yeah, pretty fortunate with that, um, especially saves a lot of money with rehearsal studios and and uh recording for sure yeah oh yeah and i'm sure not not too much travel yeah exactly yeah yeah, yeah we had to drive a few states over for our, our last one it was it's 100 percent worth it but um yeah like when we're all working um we went i think it recorded in march and it was like we all had to work that day and then we we get off we drive like three hours or four hours how long it took yeah. and then you know, we, we got to the studio at like 1 a.m. and then had to record at like 10 a.m. the next day. And it's, uh, I'm sure it was nice having access to <laughs> that yeah. studio. Um, you guys went to, was it just University of Portsmouth? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nuts. Is that, is that a big school? Um, you know, what's, what's the lay of the land there? Yeah, it's pretty, um, yeah, I think it's pretty big university. I want to say it's about 20,000 students, I think. Like that, yeah. Wow, that's big. Um, yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of a lot of students as well, and it's a really small city as well. Like it's um in terms of like the um, land mass, I suppose you should say. Like it's a really small city, so having that many students in such a small place, like is a really cool place to go to uni. Yeah, does it does it basically make up the town there? Oh yeah, it's it's such yeah. like a you yeah. know like the university came and absolutely like took the town over. Like there's so much <laughs> yeah. students. That's pretty sick. So, Zach, what did you study while you were there? Um, uh, geology. Nice. So you yeah. guys got you get you have a, a pretty wide range of uh, talent on your on your band. Is <laughs> is everybody in the band? Did the, you guys all meet there at university? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, myself, um, Zach, and Charlie all met in our first years, um, and then our our drummer. Uh, also studies he's on the same course as uh, me um so i just met him through that uh but yeah yeah we've been been friends pretty much from the beginning of moving to portsmouth um till now i suppose yeah Yeah, walk me through how you guys met was it uh you know through social media or do you guys just end up meeting each other through conversation um well yeah so i met charlie um um uh, the rock society and that's set in a rock music not like a um a geology society um <laughs> like yeah 
<laughs> so I met him there. And um, yeah, we met at the Icebreaker, which is basically like um, like all the first years just sort of return oh, yeah. to like a pub, kind mm-hmm. of mingle and have a drink and stuff. So we met there and uh, he was, um, we just sort of got chatting about bands and then he said, yeah, you know, he'd be down to do something. So we met and then um, somehow Charlie and Ben met. I think, yeah, Charlie we were, we were, um, we were at a house party together, I think. And he was, you know, bragging about his, uh, you know, I just started this new band last week. Uh, <laughs> sounded really good. Just looking for a singer. So, you know, <laughs> I swear, he thought I was joking as well when I walked up and said I'd sing for him. So that was nice. Nice little bit of humiliation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but no, you're like, yeah. ah, you're right. Get out of here. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then, uh, yeah, I think I turned up for an audition the, the next week or something and, and uh, yeah, wrote a song and, had a had a good time, just carried on since then, pretty much. Yeah, and it was really weird the way that we were doing things in those days as well, because um, I met the I met the original guitarists, um, who's no longer in the band, but he was like super into music tech and stuff. So he basically had like a studio in his dorm, which I thought wow. was like super cool. So we'd always like sit in his room and write. So basically, uh, Ben's audition was we had an instrumental fully written and recorded. And then we just played in the track and we were like, sing on it. And we recorded <laughs> him that night and had the finished vocals. And then we put the track out like two days later. Yeah. It was so weird. It was such a stupid way to do it. But you know, it turned out because that song was a banger. So it did turn out well. It, yeah, I had, <laughs> I had an audition for a band. Um, it was like that where like I, it, was in the, it was in New York City. And I, you know, I left my work in the city and I, I, I take the train down. The guy's like, Hey, I got this song. These are the notes. Play it, and then we like recorded. I was like, "Did I just get like? Did I just do free labor? <laughs> what the fuck is going on?" And then he's like, "Yeah, so I'll see you next week." I'm like, "Did I? I get it? Like, am I in the band? Like, what? What the fuck is going on?" Worst thing was to do with that. So before Charlie was in the band, he was our um, um he plays um, like uh, the bass in the band, and um. We were trying out some other bassists, and there was this one guy who was like, he was not um, good at playing bass, and he had to nip <laughs> out to go to a lecture or something, and he left his bass here. So we oh, were like, shit. Well, if he's gone, should we just use his bass to, to like just really quickly record the bass part? But then he left it there, so we uh, used his bass to record, and then when he came back, we were like, oh, yeah, see you later, mate. Uh, <laughs> 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 I don't think I knew that, actually. <laughs> Thanks for the bass, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know, like, bringing your, your music stuff to college is, it, it was tough, because you, you're living in, like, a dorm that's, you know, like, smaller than your room was at home, and and they're like, I'm not going to trust bringing my, you know, expensive shit in, and, like, it's going to get broken, stolen, yeah. like, somebody's going to spill beer on it, God knows what. Yeah, I never would have wanted to bring my um, uh, expensive stuff to my dorm because we used to have um, there was a homeless guy that always used to come and like like he would like sleep in the lobby of the building because it was warm, I suppose. So he'd just like break into the building and like sleep in the lobby. I was like, you know, I wouldn't have wanted any expensive stuff in there. Cause... Uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like, it's not like he's gonna go home and you know plug your guitar into his Marshall that he has, you know. <laughs> 
But um, that's it's actually funny that you brought up, you know, somebody having a um, a studio in their their dorm. One of my friends had that, and it, it just like blew my mind when I went in. And he's he's actually a very serious musician now, which is cool. Um, and some of which, you know, some of the songs that he recorded were like recorded in college, and um, that just like blew my mind <laughs> that somebody had the time to study you know, be social and then also like write a full length album <laughs> all, all while like, yeah, I don't know how you balance that shit. And, and, you know, and kudos to you guys for, you know, doing that and graduating. Um, it, I know it's tough to, to balance those extracurriculars, especially something as serious and something that takes up as much time as being in a band. Yeah. I suppose I always kind of saw it as like, um, it was always something that was, fun to do because it would just be me and my friends you know yeah just writing music so it was you know it was never a sort of chore or anything it was always super fun to you know something that we love to do in our spare time all through uni yeah i mean it was probably even a slight detriment to our performance (laughs) we probably spent a few too many uh days spent uh you know just writing together that we probably could spend in a library or something but uh yeah, no, it's all it's all it's all gone fine. I don't mind. Now, when you were there, did you get a chance to record any other songs, or like, do you have any roughs that need to be mastered? Um, you know, what was or did you guys just do old roads? Yeah, well, um, so we've got um, a video dropping uh, on the twentieth of July. Oh, congrats! New single. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, cheers, man. It's um, yeah. So it's one we're really proud of. This is one that we um wrote and recorded recently actually uh yeah well we recorded it in lockdown actually we all recorded our parts at home and, and sent lots of producer man that's so, awesome yeah um <laughs> good on you guys for for staying busy during this time um what's the name of the uh song that's dropping um places places okay yeah. cool I'll, I'll make sure to shout that out um you know when we do the intro and stuff um you know, this episode will be probably dropping sometime in August, but um, not not too far after. You know, when you guys are uh, releasing that that music, uh, where where'd you record this music video? Uh, I've also some yeah, so it's video. like a lyric video. It's all done with like okay. stock footage and stuff that's in the background. Like, great, yeah. Uh, yeah. Who who made that? Uh, Matty from Clearway Media. Yeah. Oh, great. I'm not sure in a second, actually, unfortunately. But yeah, he owns a company <laughs> called um, uh, yeah, uh, Clearway Media, and they, yeah. Oh, he's gone. Oh, it froze a little bit, man. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, it should be good fun Re- recording that in um, lockdown was quite interesting, actually. Um, I think I, I actually. Uh, I moved home uh, back in with my parents for a brief while while it was all starting. Um, so my recording of that was sort of standing in the garage at late at night while everyone's gone to sleep and uh, <laughs> kind of screaming into a microphone, hoping that I don't wake anyone up or uh, get told off or something. Um, so yeah. yeah, all of that is, is kind of recorded in secret in the dead of night. <laughs> <laughs> How'd that end up working out in the garage? Did you, uh, do you have, is it like soundproofed at all? Or do you have like a good mic? Like, uh, yeah, well, I'm curious got, about that. I've got a, um, God, 
SM57. Um, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, it worked. It was it, it was fine. Just a little bit of cleaning up, and it was it wasn't too bad. It's not too. Uh, it's quite a full room, so it wasn't very echoey or anything. So. Oh, that's that's great. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah, I, I could just see you like there's like one light hanging above you in the garage and you're just, yeah. it's like 11 at night and you're just grinding away. <laughs> yeah, quite literally, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, hell, man, that's uh, that's making the best of a, of a bad situation and that's what it seems like you guys have been able to do. I think that's what's going to be the de- defining thing for a lot of bands. Like, I'm not saying like this thing's going to kill a lot of bands, but it's uh it's definitely going to make things tough especially with people who can't practice and yeah. uh you know can't be in the same room together um luckily we we just got this huge practice space it's not it's not like we bought it or like we're renting it or anything it's our um guitarist dad he owns a, a paving business so he has a place where they he needs to store his trucks but he just switched over to a new spot and it's like the size of an airplane hangar and we're like, what do we, what do we do with this space? Like, we're, we, um, but you know, for other bands, it's like it's it's a lot tougher. And um, you know, I I hope it doesn't put any strain on some people, especially who have gotten momentum. We were in the same spot as you guys. We're we're a young band. Um, you know, what makes sense has had, I think maybe six or seven shows right now, and we we were finally getting momentum, and we were so excited. We had shows booked for you know April, and May, and this shit hit. Yeah. So good. It's the last. So what do you guys have looking forward? Um, you know, are, is there anything maybe in the works for like 2021 that um, you might be striving for? Or is there a, a goal of the band, I guess, uh, once everything opens up? Yeah, I think I think at the moment um, we're looking at releasing um, some more uh, some more songs bit more content um while everything still locks down um but yeah definitely looking um at when things will be opening up i, I know it's either now or soon outdoor um gigs small outdoor gigs are, are being allowed or there's they're something they're looking into um so i think we're just kind of keeping our our ears to the floor um watching out for any developments but but yeah keep it keeping some new songs keep on practicing and just try and jump straight back in as soon as we can. Yeah, in uh, as soon as possible, I guess. Mm-hmm. I know everybody's itching to get out. We're we're in the same same spot in the states. Uh, well, it, it varies state by state. It's super political out here. <laughs> um, but they, um, you know, some places are allowing uh, outdoor concerts, and I, th- I think that's going to be good. There's actually a music venue around us. I don't know how the fuck they're going to do it. It's an indoor music venue. It's it's not like huge, but it's pretty big. And they're going to be having concerts starting like late July, August. And I'm like, I I don't know if this is a good idea. Yeah. yeah. I do not want to catch COVID, so we'll not be going there. <laughs> and it's all like it's cover bands. Like that, that's who plays there nowadays. And it's like oh, it's just sad yeah. bands that or sorry, tri- tribute bands. I'll I'll say that, you know, so as not to <laughs> offend the people who uh are doing you know god's work out there but um it's like what are you yeah like i i caught covid at a tribute concert like congratulations man like that was so worth it i'm sure <laughs> yeah you don't want your gravestone do you 
Yeah, that's like ugh. there's there's worse way or there's there's smarter ways to get it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But yeah, it, it's it, it kind of blows my mind how um, it, it is a little bit vague here in terms of like you know what's opening up when. But um, I I'm sure you guys were in this kind of the same position too. I had a lot of like tickets to go see bands, you know that that I enjoy. Some of which were like green day and um yeah they were having their tour with uh fallout boy and weezer um that got postponed um i don't know if you guys know white reaper but that show got postponed a whole year um so it's like fuck (laughs) was there anything that you guys did you have any tickets that have been pushed back as well um i think a precious day i was going to see oh man we have a festival here in Portsmouth every year that had a really uh, pretty solid lineup as well, and that's that's gone. What festival is that? It's uh, Victorious, pretty sure. Okay. Do you know who was headlining this year, or was who was supposed to? Um, it was either Kasabian or Kaiser Chiefs. I can't remember. One of the two. Oh wow, that's a big deal. Might be, might be lying, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, those those the were Chiefs definitely meant to be there this year, or they were there last year, or something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, they, they they come down for it every now and then. Yeah, yeah, some big bands at festivals. So that was a shame that got cancelled. Yeah, yeah My Chemical Romance cancelled. Oh yeah, everything. Yeah. I did not have tickets to see them, but if I did, uh, no, not Imagine yeah. waiting years and years to see My Chemical Romance oh. as soon as they come. Dude, their tickets were so fucking expensive. I was like, I love these guys. I've been listening to them since like three three cheers, but I was like, I can't justify. And like Madison Square Garden was like the closest one for me. And like, I was like, I can't justify paying like 150 bucks and being like far enough from the stage where there's an, like, an echo, you know, there, there's a sound delay. Like that is just crazy, man. Yeah, it's absolutely silly money. It's ridiculous. I was like, well, I guess... The Ghost is kind of really big shows anymore. What was that? I was just saying how, you know, I don't really go to those sort of um, really big, like, arena shows anymore. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I go to kind of, like, small local shows. Yeah, I've been, like, over that. Um, It's just, it's, it's different, especially, you know, when you're at, like, the smaller shows, or even, like, a show where there's, like, a few thousand people where you can, like, be up in the pit and, you know, near the stage, like, that is far more valuable than, you know, going to see a band. Like, you you know, basically, if you're that far away, you're not getting an experience. It's just, like, I, I don't know. Personally, that's not enjoyable for me. Uh, I know it works for some people. Like, uh, I'll see friends go see, like, Taylor Swift, and but they'll be, like, I'm like, I can't even tell who's on stage right now. I'm like, I'm sure you can either. She, Taylor Swift was off stage two hours ago, I bet. <laughs> Somebody else is playing. <laughs> oh, but that was, that was exactly actually kind of the situation I was in for, like, Green Day. I was like, I want to see him, but, like, I can't, like, drop. I can't justify, like, a $500 ticket to be in the pit. <laughs> it's kind of... 500 uh, Yeah. Yeah. It, New York City, man. I think I paid 110 for standing seats uh, for Green Day. Oh, yeah? Like that, yeah, yeah. Dude, one time um, I saw them. It was just like, it wasn't like a major 
venue. It was it was a it was a big lineup. It was against me and Green Day. <laughs> I think I paid like I hate saying this like three hundred dollars I think for a pit ticket, and it was like all right, we're not doing this again. <laughs> but fuck, it was so worth it. It was my first time seeing them, man, and like. You get you get those moments where you're if you ever been to a Green Day concert and you, you you know I've been listening to them since I was ten years old and I was like I could feel my eyes start to like water up yeah. and I was like oh <laughs> we're we're crying during Jesus of Suburbia I guess this is happening <laughs> that is a song to cry to it, it is I I also crowd surfed it was it was a religious experience for sure <laughs> I think that was a closing song yeah. But, um, guys, we are coming up on time, so um, I'm not sure if you ever gotten a chance to listen to one of our episodes. We usually leave a little bit of time for our guests at the end to do any shout-outs. Um, you know, similar to, like, the pop-punk networking group that we're a part of, I like spreading the good word about other bands, and um, there's no better resource than hearing it right from you guys, hearing it from other talented musicians uh, who have, you know, pretty good opinion on what they like to listen to. So, yeah, feel free to share, guys, anybody from your local scene, anybody um, you've been listening to recently that you think deserves, like, a little bit of credit. Yeah, go ahead, man. Well, shout out to um, um, uh, the Lecture Sets. He's yeah. uh, my mate from school. His band, and they're doing really well at the moment, actually, but they're, they're sick, so people should check them out. Uh, shout out to Loathe, who um, uh, our producer plays uh, guitar in, in that band, and, yeah, they're sick. So Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, those are the two main bands. Yeah, I had one to shout out. History and Law as well. A uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, and law. nice Cambridge uh, sort of indie rock band. Um, yeah, we just released a uh, a new EP, and uh, yeah, it's really good. Really recommend it. Awesome, man. That's History and Law. Yeah, as in uh, like L O R E. Okay. Yeah. 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 Good stuff, guys. Well, hey, I, I really appreciate you coming on. Um, any final remarks? Is uh, you know, when's this, the music video? It's dropping July twentieth. Yes. Yeah. And, and that's for places, right? Yeah. All right. Well, everybody listening to this, uh, the episode will be out after that drops. So take a listen to places. Um, it's going to be a sick song, I'm sure. Old roads is a banger. Um, and you know, may you guys have the same success that you had with that song with uh places so yeah everybody listen um go stream joy and blue they're gonna have some kick-ass music coming up i, I know uh once you guys get on the road too i'm, I'm sure you're gonna have some pretty uh sick shows dude of course guys yeah, yeah you, you enjoy the rest of your days and um you know i'll make sure to connect with you guys once we get a little closer to dropping the episode thanks man sounds good awesome all Cheers. right yeah see you, there, see you guys Yes, I like
I blame you 